0: Hello everyone and welcome once again to Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's program. As long as we are plugged into the source that who is our father, we're plugged into him, there is nothing that we cannot do. This is why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me as long as I'm plugged into the anointing Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, there's nothing that I cannot do. Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud. And I greet you once again in that glorious, matchless, and majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that you decided to join me again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, you're going to hear the message entitled, Before... Uh, we're going to get into some sort of deep, heavy stuff today, so I pray you get your thinking caps on and your heart is ready to receive this rich word from God. I know it is going to bless you. We're going to discover our identity in Christ and a whole lot more, so you don't want to miss that one part of it. But don't forget to join us on our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. You can hear today's message in its entirety and a host of many more right there at KingdomRock.org. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Before, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Just based on your association, but I am not content to glean in someone else's field. I don't want just the things that are left over on the side of the road Amen. Amen. that I can come by and beg yes. for and get yes. from you. Yes. And I pray that you, that that is not our mindset. Amen. I'm going to get something. As soon as someone else gets something, then they'll give me something, then I'll have something. Are mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you hear what I'm saying to you? Amen. Every tub has got to sit on its own bottom. Amen. That means we're all going to have to pursue And recover all. There's some area, something for you to do. Now, if you are content and just gleaning the fields or content and just getting just the leftovers that people leave um, on the side, then Jesus says, plainly, the poor you have with you always. Can't avoid that. I just don't want to be one of them. And I'm not going to be one of them. Okay, especially when God has marked out specific things for us all. So the word for 2015, I'm just giving to you early, is pursue and recover all. Pursue and recover all. And we'll talk more about that in the next coming weeks. But this is what the Lord is saying. Again, 13, he said, you got to get motivated. 14, he said, it's time to train Uh, for necessary advancement, necessary training towards advancement for advancement. So we've been training and I pray that this year was a training year for you. Many of you may not have gone through school or classes, but you went through the schools of hard knocks through difficult times and you learned quite a number of lessons. You had to bow. You had to submit. You learned it. And now it's time to go in to pursue and recover all. We must pursue and recover all praise Jesus. All right. Well, today, let's go and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus name for this time, for this moment that you've given us to gather around your rich word as your family, as your family. Lord, I thank you for opening up the scriptures to us in a way that we could all hear and understand. Father, I thank you for those that will be uh, that are listening right now online and those that will be hearing later on as well. Those they will have the opportunity to glean or to get the overflow of what you're pouring out today. Amen. But I thank you, Lord, for the richness that you're pouring out upon these people yes. at this moment yes. who are hearing it right now in this building and who are also uh, hearing it right now live by way of online. Lord, I pray that you'll open up our hearts to hear. And to understand what you are about to say. Amen. Great Holy Spirit, we ask you to teach it. Yes. You teach it. Yes. And we will receive it. Not only do we want to receive it, but also, Lord, we pray that we would apply it yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. and walk it out. In, the name amen. Of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Let every heart say amen. 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 All right. This is a very, I would say, meaty word. It's a very meaty word. It's going to cause you to think. It's going to cause you to think. And so I need you to think as we speak today from the subject of anybody. Before. 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 This is somewhat of a part two of uh, last week's message. And uh, you're going to have to hear this so that we can go on further from here. The first Sunday in 2015 would be something completely different. But you've got to get this so that you can get that. Amen. Amen. You understanding? Amen. Before. Before. Now on your programs today, or on your bulletins, you have the word before or elements of before. And there are three lines uh, there that you can make note and that you can um, write. Mm-hmm. We serve before mm-hmm. and uh, elements you're going to see these walked out the scripture today. Uh, the first one, what's the first letter in the first one? V. V, v is for vision, vision, and uh, there's a B there. Should be the next letter uh, for the B is for blueprints. Blueprints, or we could also call it plans. And what's the next letter? R, is that correct? Uh, R is for reality. Reality. Where you are right now and where you will be. You're going to see these walked on today in scriptures. I need you to hear this. Before God has, uh, well, let me say it this way: Abraham saw something very peculiar about God. He said that God had the ability to see things, or to, or that God speaks things as though they were. Who speaks things as though they were, as if they were actually there. He speaks it and we and Abraham is like, how can you say this? You say I'm a father of many nations when I don't have a child. And but he God keeps saying it as if it actually existed at the moment. God has vision. He has a blueprint and he has a reality. Now we were formed in the image and the likeness of God. Genesis. Correct. All right. We have an ability to do this as well because we were formed like him. He made us to be like him. Think about it for a moment before we get into this. I want to show you this picture. I want to show you this picture. They'll catch up with me in a second. Now you can leave the lights on. I want to show him this picture. So we see this man here that is staring out in the void. Staring out in the void. He sees something. Something that is not there yet some of us if we have a dream home and uh, let's say you have some land and you see nothing you go, walk out to the property much like the church property here mm-hmm. and you can see something although it's real to you but it's not yet in reality it hasn't really happened yet but it is there But it's not there. This man sees something. It goes from vision and then it goes to the blueprints. It goes. um, Help me out, Tori, please. Go to the next slide, please. Very good. Then it goes to the blueprints from vision. I see something that is not there. I see something. Then it goes to blueprints. In other words, I'm writing down what I begin to see. I'm writing down what I've seen. And then it goes from the blueprints to possibly another set of blueprints. And then it goes to the final concept. And you're actually able to walk in it and move in it. But I'm telling you that God has the ability not only to see it, to write it out, to plan it, but he can also walk in it before it becomes a reality. He can move through what we would call our imagination. We can sit here and we can think about our dream home. We can think, think about um, how it's going to look and, and what kind of flowers and where we're going to park the car and, and how it's going to be decorated. We can sit here and just dream about it. And we can get so involved in what we see it's kind of like we're living in it right now where we have that because we can do that because we're formed in God's image but the father not only not only has the ability to see it when it's not there he can actually step into it and interact with it the imagination and the reality are actually the same thing He can move from one to the other. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, with us, we're a bit slower. Yes. Sir. We see it, and then we have to create it, and then we walk in it. But through the eyes of faith, we can interact with something, even though it's not there, as if it were already there. Amen. Are you understanding? Jesus. Now I asked the Lord about the relevance of this word because I'm always asking Him about the relevance. Lord, what does all this mean? As you talk about before, what does all this mean? How is it relevant? And this is what I heard around uh, three or four o'clock in the morning. And I wrote this down. This is what I heard. Man is in the shape that he's in because he has forgotten his true worth and value to God. He thinks that he is only flesh. So his actions are fleshly. But when he remembers who and what he really is, he will turn back to me, the Lord talking to me, he'll turn back to me, for I am the source of all things. I make all things new. He has a purpose. That's what I heard this morning or the other morning. That's awesome. Amen. 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 Let me say that to you one more time so you can hopefully grab, grab a hold and understand what the Lord is saying. Man is in the shape that he is in because he has forgotten his true worth and value to God. He thinks that he is only flesh. So his actions are fleshly. But when he remembers who he is, who he really is, he will turn back to me. For I am the source of all things. I will make all things new. He has a purpose. He has a purpose. So, as the Lord's talking about mankind, He's also talking about us. We're in the shape that we're in today because we've forgotten who we really are. We don't know our true value to God, we don't know our true value. Before we get, before we go back over to Matthew, the first chapter, let me show you a verse of scripture as it relates to our true value. James, the first chapter, verses eight, verses 13 through 18. Listen to how this reads for a moment. Or rather, we'll start at verse 16. James, the first chapter, verse 16, uh, 17 and 18. Listen. It says, So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good, now this is out of the New Living Translation, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all things, uh, rather, who created all the lights in the heavens. Verse, uh, And then it goes on to say, he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Now listen to verse number 18. He chose to give birth to us, By giving us his true word. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And listen to this. And we out of all creation became his prized possession. Man out of everything that God created. And there's a lot that God created. So much stuff that we don't even know about. They're still discovering things in the bottom of the ocean. They're still discovering planets, uh, in outer space with the Hubble teles- telescope and all those other things. Out of all the things that God has created, you are God's prized possession. Amen. Amen. You need to receive that you, and say that I am, I am God's prized possession. You are. Here again, man is in the shape that he's in because he's forgotten. He doesn't know his worth and value to God. You are God's prized possession. Let me show you, as a matter of fact, Psalm 8, Psalm 8. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and turn there. Psalm, the 8th chapter. Very familiar text of scripture. Because I want you to see and understand who you are to God. and What God thinks about you. You are highly significant to the plan of God. And then we'll talk about Word before for the time that we have here today. So I pray that you're praying with me because this, this is it. Psalm eight. Let me read to you. Now this is out of the um, King James version, and it says here, Psalm eight, verse one: "O Lord our God, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth! Who has set Thy glory above the heavens?" out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger now listen to verse number three as we go on are you still with me today Amen. it says when I consider thy heavens the works of thy fingers the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained here's the question What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? He says, when I think about, when I look up and I look at all the brilliance of the stars, how beautiful they are, why are you thinking about me? Don't you understand that you're on God's mind so much that he has numbered every hair on your head. He said, who am I that you would think about me when I think about all these other things? Why would you think about me? And why would you send your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me? Who am I? How is God thinking about you? Now, think, uh, look at this now. And then he begins to give us some answer here in verse number five. It says, for thou hast made him, talking about man, a little lower than the angels, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Now, let me give you um, just a brief description here, where it says, thou has thou made him a little lower than the angels. The word angels here in the Hebrew text is actually the word Elohim, which means God. God, you've actually made man a little lower than God. As a matter of fact, if you look that up in the uh, New Living Translation, you'll find it there translated God. I believe in the Darby Translation, you'll find it translated God. In so many other places, you'll find it translated God. You've made man a little lower than God. Now, Scripture says here in King James, how do we come up to that conclusion? Because understand something, it says you have made him a little lower, and King James says a little lower than angels. Now, we know that man will judge angels, Scripture says it plainly that man will judge the angels. Scripture also says as well that angels are ministering spirits sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. Amen. So if how can we judge someone that is um, that we are meant, some, they say okay well we're lower than the angels but if we're lower than the angels how could I judge them? You understand? Amen. How could you judge a master if we are lower than them, of a lower degree, a lower state? But the true translation, again, is little lower than God, a little lower than Elohim, a little lower than God. You have made us. You have made man. God has made man a little lower than himself. Now, here's the very puzzling and shocking thing that you'll find in this verse. Some things are so wonderful that it's hard for us to conceive. It's hard for us to understand and the human mind wants to reject the even the notion of it really the religious mind wants to reject even the notion of it there's one word in here that stands out more than anything else to me and it is that word l i t t l e that is how you spell it <laughs> What does that mean? Little. Now, if God said, "You have made man, thou hast made him a, a lot lower." that's one thing. or miles lower, that's something else. But it says, "You have made him a little lower than yourself. That's big Amen. That's huge. We were made, say with me, I was, I was made a little lower, a little lower than God. And You go saying that around some people, they're going to say heresy, heresy, heresy. <laughs> but all you're doing is reading what's in the book. Amen. Amen. He made me a little lower than himself. Understand that man, through Christ Jesus, has become kings and priests. And we will reign with God forever. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Man is not. Man does not have the authority to operate outside of God. If someone says, well, I don't need God. I'm going to do this and that and the other. I got all this, this and that and the other. No, you're already out of authority. It's kind of like someone that has a, a skill saw or a power tool and it is it doesn't have a battery. It just operates when you plug it into the wall. Yes. As long as it's plugged into the source, it operates just fine. Mm-hmm. And it can cut cars or whatever, whatever the tool is meant to do. Cut wood or whatever. But the moment it is unplugged from the source, it loses its effectiveness. Yes. 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 And all it can do is be a paperweight. Amen. Amen. That's all it can be. Amen. As long as we are plugged into the source that it, who is our Father we're plugged into him there is nothing that we cannot do this is why Paul said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me as long as I'm plugged into the anointing Christ the anointed one and his anointing there's nothing that I cannot do and this is why you'll also find that God said that he resists the proud oh you don't be plugged into me oh fine you go ahead but he said he'll give grace to the humble, those that realize I need to be plugged into the source. Amen. God is my source; He is my strength. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding? Amen. So he said that he has made him a little lower than himself. Amen. Thou it verse six. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Amen. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Yes. Come on. Yes. You understanding what the word is saying? You you. You said thou has made him to have the have dominion over the works of thy hands. Now, all of this is through Christ Jesus. It is not apart from Christ. Thou has made him have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou has put all things under his feet. Now we know again in the New Testament that we are now seated with Christ in heavenly places. Where's Christ seated? At the right hand of God. And what's under Christ's feet? All of his enemies. So if I'm seated with Christ, that means here again that all these things are under my feet. All things are under your feet. Now, this is another huge statement. He said in verse 6, For thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Meaning, tell me something that was not created by the hand of God, or was not created by God. It does not exist. Everything that, it, that exists was created by God. Now, some things have been perverted by the enemy. Yes. And could even be perverted by man. Yes. Yes. But everything that exists was created by God. Yes. So God says here, thou hast made him to have dominion. That is power, authority, right to dominate, right to dominate over the works of thy hands. So that means to tell me, if I'm operating in my Father, if I'm operating in Christ, if I'm operating His anointing, if I'm tied up to the source, what is cancer? Nothing. Cancer would not exist if God hadn't allowed whatever the, at least the base materials to come together. Here again, cancer is a perversion. Something has happened to cause that, cause those molecules to come together whatever and form that in a person's body. But there would be no building blocks of it if it were not for God. Everything that is in existence was made by the hand of God. What are demons and devils? Other than more objects that are underneath your feet. And that God has given you, do, given you dominion over. All these things that we are running from, God said, while you're running, I've given you authority over it. Amen. Amen. What is man? I've made man a little lower than myself, God says. And I've given him the ability to rule and to reign. Amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. We'll grow into it. So as we talked about before now all these things I'm talking about you are all t- talking to you or telling you about are all concepts as it relates to before beginning at the beginning of things are you hearing Amen. Now as we go back one of the one of man's greatest enemies one of man's greatest enemies is a three letter word S I In one of man's greatest enemies is sin greatest enemies but let me tell you that God has already defeated that he's already defeated that and really it is not an issue unless you make it an issue sin is a defeated foe let me show you some things in the next 15 or so minutes if you can still hang with me You with me? Matthew 1, verse 18. We were here on last week. And uh, Matthew 1, Matthew chapter 1. And uh, let's go down verse number 21 just to get right into it. We were here last week. Matthew 1, verse 21 says this, uh, the King James Version. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus why for he shall save his people from their sins verse 22 now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the lord by the prophet saying behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name what emmanuel which being interpreted is god with us so this is wonderful two things we understand here two great things we understand That Jesus would come to save us from our sins. Right? Let's look at that again. Verse 21. For he shall save his people from their sins. All right. Here's God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, that has now journeyed from the supernatural, journeyed from wherever God dwells in the heavenlies. He has made himself a body here this is the word of god made flesh in the beginning was the word and the word was with god the word was god john the first chapter he has made himself a body and now he's walking among us emmanuel god with us why are you here god why have you decided to come down and dwell among men why has god the son come hmm. verse 21 says for he shall save his people from their sins here is a huge concept. This is huge. Are you ready for this? Amen. This is huge. If you understand this, this is huge. It says again, look at that. He says, For he shall save his people from their sins. Say with me, he shall save me, shall save me from my sins. From my sins. Isn't that what the word says? He shall save me from my sins. One more time. Say it. He He shall save me from my sins. sins. All right. So now you're taking the word of God as your own. When you say that, when you do that, when you put yourself in the scripture, you're taking it as your own. Okay. You are appropriating its power and authority in your own life. When you say he shall save me from my sins. Now, this is powerful. We understand the word save here. Save means to be healed, delivered, rescued, set free. Right? He shall save me, heal me, deliver me, lose me from any shackle and chain, set me free. From what? From my sins. All right? Now, understand something. Let me bring to you another word here. Bring to you another word that is... uh, Oftentimes looked over. We talked a little bit about this last week. The word from. Okay, the word from has two implications in this verse. Two implications. One is more popular than the other. The first implication for the word from here, uh, meaning, of course, to rescue or to separate out of the possession of danger. Okay? Uh, which means we think jesus come to save us from our sin that means we're in the sin we're among the sin and he's come to push it away from you he's come to separate you from it he's come to save you rescue you from the danger of sin right he said i'll be here i'll push that away and now you're over there and you're saved If we were in a burning building, the building was burned down all around us. How would a fireman save you? He would get you out of the building, right? He would get you out of the danger. He would separate you from the danger. So Jesus said that he's come to save us from our sins. That means that the sins S is dangerous. The sins are causing us harm. Sins are calling us, causing us destruction. The sins ultimately are causing us to break fellowship with God. Yes, yes, yes. So he said, I'm coming to save you. I'm coming to separate you from the thing that keeps you uh, from being with God. I'm coming to push it away. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, now we also understand that sins, let me write S on here. Sins have a drawing power. It is not that it is bad. That is the only thing. But man knows it's bad and man likes it. Yes. Yes. It has an attractive force on man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gravitates to us and we gravitate to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apart from Christ, we couldn't be separate. Amen. It's like two ends of a magnet. They're those pulling, they're pulling together. Yes. And the more you try to pull away from it, the more it pulls on you. Amen. So the only way for us, for the Lord to separate these two halves of the magnet, he had to come or another 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 The only, there's only one way for us to be delivered from it. He had to come down himself and break the connection. Amen. Amen. He saved us from our sins. Amen. This has happened. Amen. Remember, the word does not become true because it's written. It becomes true to you when you receive it and believe it. Amen. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. You understand? Yes. Amen. True to you. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The word of salvation was written well before we were born. But it didn't become true to you, and you didn't walk in until you heard it, you believed yes. it, and then began to walk that thing out. Yes. Yes. And now it is true to you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jesus has separated you from the sins. Thank you, Lord. Done. Thank you. So man should say, you, Amen. 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 And so it is, regardless of our current condition. Thank you, but Pastor, you know, Regardless of your current condition, let God be true and everyone else be a liar. Even your own body, a liar. God's word is true. Jesus has come to do this and he did it. And when I take that mindset, I begin to walk into that reality. Okay. Now there is a second implication of the word from. This one is a little bit more difficult to understand. The word from also talks about two things. It talks about origin, talks about origin, where something started. And it also talks about, once again, the separation, origin, where something started. So again, it also implies origin and separation between points or places, it is used to indicate the starting point of starting point of a physical movement or action. You say, "I'm going from Bremen to Carrollton," right? Yeah. When you said that, you automatically told us that Bremen and Carrollton are not the same places. Right. Amen. 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 I'm going from Bremen to Carrollton. You also told us where you're starting. Right? Where would where would we be starting in that statement? Thank God. Yes. Bremen. I'm going from Bremen to Carrollton. The origin is Bremen. Destination Carrollton. When you write a letter to someone, you say from uh, from Patricia to Linda. When we see the letter, I know where it came from. It came from Patricia and going to. I know the starting point, the origin, and I know the destination from always talks about a starting point. Are you hearing? Amen. So let's look at this verse again. in our last five minutes. Hang with me. It says, for he shall save his people from their sins. Let us sink in for a moment. We'll pause for effect. He shall save you from your sins, which, which, which says um, that this verse is not only uh, not only telling us that he is going to put distance between us from the danger, but that the Lord will enter into your life at the beginning of the sin and his healing will flow from that point forward at the onset or at the conception of the sin he said I'll be there which means that your journey in salvation did not begin the moment you said Lord I won't receive you as my Lord and Savior no at the beginning from the sin God said I was already there working with you scripture says very plainly, you cannot come to God except he draws you. Yes, Amen. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's been drawing you for a while. Yes. And then eventually we came and say, Lord, I yield, yes. I yield, yes. I yield. Yes. And once we, and then we gave ourselves over to the Lord. We linked into the process that had already begun before the foundation of the world. Amen. Yes. He had already been calling you, already been dealing with you before you cried out at the altar, before you said, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. He was already in your life working with you. Somebody can testify that it was God that drew you to the altar. He was working with you. He was working on you, meaning he didn't save you after you had sinned. Amen. He saved you from yes. your sin. So he was with you there Amen. in the beginning. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Don't you know how many times we, before you came to Lord, you said, you didn't even know him. You said, God, if you get me out of this, I won't do this anymore. <laughs> help me, Lord, help me, help me. I won't do this, I won't do this. He was already in your life. Yes, 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 yes. He was already working thank with you. you. Lord, thank you, Lord. But when you received Him, Jesus. you linked in by faith Woo! to a yes. process of redemption yes. that had been going on oh, for mm. forever. Jesus, Amen. Jesus, Hallelujah. Let Hallelujah. me say this one thing to you: the moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You linked into an ongoing process that was designed to, one, eradicate sin, to do away with the sin. Two, it was designed to make you holy, to produce holiness in you. And three, it was designed to set up a trajectory towards full sonship in God. God's going to make you mature. So that you can reign with him. The thing about sonship is this. Unless a child is mature. Even though the child, let's say, even though the child is a prince and he's living at home or princess living at home. And one day they will, they will reign. But if they are not mature. Why would the full weight of the kingdom be placed in their hands? Amen. Amen. You wonder why people can go to church for years and, years and years and years and years and years and still are frightened by little, little things. And like Elder West said this morning, oh, so-and-so got flu. I'm going to get the flu too. This is happening to him. Oh, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Still immature. Yes, yes, yes. So immature. Jesus, hallelujah. But when we digest God's rich word and we get that word in us, we begin to grow up. We begin to mature. And God begins to reveal who, in fact, you really are. Thank you so much, Lord. And the more you understand who you are, the more power and the more authority that you will yes. walk into. And the more authority that you walk into, the more these things will bow yes. before you. Yes, Lord. As we are still hooked into the source, yes. the father, Thank hooked you, Lord. into Christ. Thank you, Lord. you understand? Yes. There is so much that God has for you so much more that we can tell you. Thank you Lord. Thank so many things that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into your heart the things that he has prepared for you. Just open your heart. Let God lead you into it. And he'll show you. I guarantee you, he will show you. And you will find that your worst nightmare, the thing that you say is your worst nightmare, you actually are its worst nightmare. When you begin to understand who you are, I pray you receive the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Well, well, that's it, my friends, for this recorded message. Thank you so much for hearing this audio CD. Now, here's the next step. Take the CD out and share it with a friend. And don't forget, there is a QR code, that is quick response code, on the front of the CD. Well, you just take your smartphone out and you scan that code, and guess what? You'll install the Kingdom Rock app right on your mobile device. And in the Kingdom Rock app, uh, it's available, of course, in the Android market and iPhone, and you can have the web app if you have another type of phone. Well, once you scan that code, you'll have access into our entire archive of messages. There are probably hundreds or thousands of messages there that you can hear. And they're made new and fresh, uploaded fresh every single week to the glory of the Lord. So I want you to take advantage of that. It's going to be a blessing to you. All right. Well, before we go, I want to just say a word of prayer over your life. And I pray that God will richly bless you. Would you take a moment and pray with me? Oh, wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father, I thank you for my friend that is right now listening to this audio CD. I ask you to bless them and cause your light to shine upon them and cause them to see better days, cause them to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And Father, I pray that the power of darkness would be broken off of their lives and that they would see Jesus plainly, brightly, and victoriously in their own lives. Bless my friend today, I ask, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And my friend, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you know, here's a good time to do it. So just continue to play the CD, and I'm going to lead you in the prayer of salvation. And of course, there is no magical words, no magical words that will get you into the kingdom of God. But this short prayer of salvation can start you on the way. Then after we're finished praying, do me a favor. Look for a good local church, a good Bible-believing local church that will help you in your spiritual growth and development. Get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I pray that you will be filled with God's precious spirit. And remember, if you're ever in the Bremen area, you're welcome, more than welcome, to stop by and worship with us. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., just check our website for more details at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, are you ready to pray? Let's pray. I'll pray for you, and then you just repeat after me, okay? Father, your word declares that those who come to you, you will in no wise cast out. So, Lord, I'm bringing my friend to you right now. Regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they have done, I know that the blood of Jesus was shed on their behalf and you want to forgive them you're waiting to do it and i ask you that you would hear us as we pray all right my friend all right come on let's pray together and just say with me father i admit that i have sinned i have done wrong i have fallen short of your plans for my life but i believe in jesus i believe that he is a savior of the world And I may not know how everything works. But I do believe. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and to fill me and to make me yours. And I will serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. I need you. And I thank you for washing my sins away and making me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, I believe that that is the start of a wonderful relationship between you and God the Father. Continue in his rich word. And join us next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio. We love you now. God bless you.